Welcome to Village Church. So glad that you are joining. My name is Zach. I'm the online pastor here at Village Church. And a special welcome to you, especially if you are new. So glad that you're joining us today. And today is our last part of our mission series. For the past couple weeks, we've been talking about what is our mission here at Village Church, and it is simply this. We exist to see people transformed into fully devoted followers of Jesus. And we do this through our three values, gospel, community, culture. And today we're talking about how that actually specifically applies to us, kind of a a commitment service. And I'm here talking to you today because it's all about Village Online. What does this look like for Village Online? So all of our lead pastors at all of our different locations are actually speaking specifically about what is the mission of our church, our location, what does this look like? So some of you are skipping out on, you normally attend another site, you're skipping out, and maybe you're sleeping in, maybe you're going hiking later. Well, you're stuck with me, I'm sorry. You're missing out what your lead pastor is saying. Um, So maybe you have to go and beg them to repeat it to you after. But for most of you, you are part of Village Online, and I'm so excited to be talking to you today. I have been looking forward to this message for a long time, because I really want I have so much ideas, so many ideas about what I want Village Online to look like. And last week I was thinking about this and I was honestly kind of stressing out a little bit. I was getting in my head and last week my wife Lauren asked if I wanted to go for a walk. She asked me every day, I say like yes every like third day. So today I said yes and I start kind of verbal vomiting all the things that I was processing, what should I say? Should I be saying this? What does this message need to be about? What do they need to hear? And I was going off and off and all of a sudden Lauren just says, shut up. And I was like taken back. I was like, oh, my beautiful wife Lauren never yells at me, you know? But you know, she, she told me, shut up. She's like, listen, Zach, this isn't about you. This is about Jesus and what he wants to say to Village Online. And I was just, that was such a sobering thing. I was like, yeah, this isn't about Zach's idea about what the church is about. This isn't what Zach's amazing plans, and believe me, they're amazing, but it's not what his amazing plans are about. It's what Jesus wants for us. And I was just so thankful for Lauren in that moment. She's constantly just correcting me, bringing me back to the main thing. And you know, that's what's so good about marriage is, is that two people actually work together, helping each other, correcting one another. And that's so good about our community. You know, not just a marriage, but a community of other people. We actually need one another to correct us and help us and challenge us all the time. And today we're going to look at a verse, 1 Corinthians 12, 24. If you have a Bible, open it up. And I think this is really the main purpose that Paul was going to talk about in this verse. He's saying you need one another. So open up your Bibles there. If you have a Bible, uh, open up. If you don't, you can open up, um, download the Version Bible app. That's a great app that we use in our Facebook online group. We usually do plans together, so that's a great way. So let me read out the verse, and we'll go through it. So 1 Corinthians 12, 24 to 26. And it says this, But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, 
that there may, may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So that's the verse where we're gonna unpack that today. So the first part, it says, but God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. See, Paul is writing, he wrote this letter, he's writing to a church in Corinth, and this church is, is messed up. They have division, they disagree on a lot of things, there's different sects happening, um, different sections happening, and you know, and I thought about this church, and I was like, that's nothing like our church. That's nothing like our world today. There's no division. So, of course there is. This is a perfect text for us to be looking about. How can we actually be unified? And this is what Paul says, the first thing. He says, the church is a body made up of different parts. And he uses this like physical body image to talk about the church. And he says, he starts describing, um, and he, he, he puts it like this. He's like, um, the body is made up of different parts. Not one part is the whole body, and the body is not one part. There's hands, there's arms, there's eyes, there's ears, there's all these different parts. Um, and he says that all of us, if you are here, if you are following Jesus, if you are part of Village Church, then you are part of the body of the church. And if you are just joining, if you're just checking out Jesus, if you're just like, what is this whole church thing? I just want to tell you that there is actually an invitation for you to be part of this. And God has actually designed it in you to want to be part of something and you can look at all these different areas. You can look at all these different things in life, a sports team, a job, say, where do I belong? But I gotta tell you, the only place that you'll find true satisfaction is being part of the church body. And you know, we constantly are asking ourselves, what part am I? You know, as soon as I started talking about the body, you're like, am I the hand, am I the foot, am I the eye, or am I the preacher, am I the teacher, am I the person with mercy gifts? Who am I? And that's okay. That's actually a good thing. That's not egotistical. You are supposed to know and supposed to want to know what part you are. And everyone does this, not just the church. Everyone in life is constantly looking at what part of the body am I? Just look at all the personality tests we have. There's like a million and a half of them. You have Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, Enneagram, Berkman, Color Test, 16 Personalities. You got the BuzzFeed quiz about what Disney princess you are, Ariel. But the important thing to note here is that when Paul talks about the different parts of the body, he doesn't assign a value to those parts. He actually says, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. So this is the next step that happens after the question of you saying, well, what part am I? Once we kind of figure out that maybe I'm kind of like this and maybe I'm kind of like that, we start to look around at other parts of the body and we start to compare ourselves. And we start to assign value to say, I should be more like that, or this person should be more like that. And see, this is the trap, and this is simply not true. 
There is no value amongst the parts. All are valued the same. And this happened to me last week. Like I was literally prepping for this sermon and I started talking to one of our other pastors, Dan Gillis. He's our young adults pastor and he runs our village school of ministry. And this guy reads like crazy. Like he's literally, if you check his Instagram story, there's a book review. He's constantly telling me like, you should read this book. You'd love it so much. He's basically read a book a day since the start of 2022. And when I see that, I see Dan, I think, man, I should read more. Because honestly, like since 18 months ago, I, I finished my master's degree. And since then, I've honestly been allergic to books. Like I've just needed a break. Give me a podcast, give me a YouTube video, maybe a lecture. But I've just found it such a struggle to sit down and read. And when I think about that, I look at, my, at Dan and who he is, who he is as a pastor, who he is as a Christian, you know, it's really easy for me to say, I, I just suck. I'm no good at this. I need to read more to find my value. I need to study more. I need to have more knowledge to be worth anything. But that simply is not true. I'm different than Dan. Dan is different than me. I have other skills. I have other giftings. And yes, I should read more and I should get over this allergic reaction to books. I'm working on it. But the fact of the matter is we are not anyone else except who God has made us to be in the body. So the next part of this verse, it says that there may be no division in the body but the members may have the same care for one another. See, we actually have to appreciate others' differences. Now, I know I just said the most controversial thing in 2022, you know, that you actually have to like and appreciate someone else's opinion because I know your opinion's right, and when you post on social media, you get a million likes and everyone loves you, but when that person posts their opinion, it's wrong, it's stupid, they're a big dummy. But that's not true. We're actually made differently. See, earlier in the chapter, Paul says that if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If everyone were like you, then the whole church would be like you. <laughs> and that's, I don't know, that brings me fear just saying that. I hope you don't think if the church was a bunch of yous running around, that's a scary picture to think about. So I want you to take a second and think about someone who gets on your nerves. I'll give you a second to think. I know that took so long, like you're still pondering, who gets on my nerves? Yeah, we'll just pretend that's true. So now that you maybe have that person in mind, think about this, about that person that gets on your nerves. What do they do better than you? Now that might actually take some time for you to think about and figure out an answer but I guarantee this person does something better than you. Because the reason they get on your nerves is because they think differently than you or they act differently than you. But they are able to do something better than you because they act differently than you and they think differently than you. And see, we have specific skills and abilities that are actually needed in the church and honored in the church. 
And we have to care for one another in our differences. And we actually have to honor one another in our differences. The last verse of this passage, it says, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. See, we are unified in the mission and our purpose. Every single person, if you're part of Village Church, we have the same mission. We exist to be transformed into fully devoted followers of Jesus. And then we want to see people transformed into fully devoted followers of just Jesus. That's why we exist. That's the only reason we exist. And when we're unified on that and we actually see that to be true, we can appreciate one another's differences, even if they get on our nerves, even if we personally disvalue those things less than our own skills, we have to appreciate them for what they are. See, each part of the body can actually achieve something that only that part can achieve. Toes can, can actually reach toes. You know, hands can actually reach hands. But hand can't reach a toe. So we need the toes. You know, all you toes out there, I don't even know what a toe does in the body, but some of you are toes, and that's great. I love that. I've seen so many cool examples of this, especially being part of Village Online. One is just this last week, I was talking to a woman in England, just outside of London, and um, she's part of Village Online. She's, she's tuned in, but, um, and she watches every week, but how she got involved is so amazing. She told me that she actually started playing this mobile app game, like a game on your phone, one of those like pay-to-win games, and she met someone who attended Village Church. So one of you watching, uh, and they started talking, and they formed a relationship, and they started getting on phone calls together, getting on Zoom calls together, and she, this woman in England, her life, she didn't know Jesus before, and she has had unimaginable things that have happened in her life, and as she was telling, I was almost crying, just hearing about these struggles that she's had, and then She's found Jesus through a relationship with this woman who attends Village. She told her about Village Church. She told her about Jesus and how Jesus loves her. And her life has been radically transformed by Jesus through Village Church, through you. When I say Village Church, I don't mean me or any of the preachers here. I mean you who are attending and and having relationships and telling people about Jesus. And um, it just so happens that I'm actually going to go to a conference in London in a couple weeks here and I'm going to meet up with this woman and, and she is going to get baptized. She wants to get baptized and have a, her life start um, transformed and fully focused on Jesus. And it's like, that is the power. And so you could look at a mobile app game and be like, that's dumb. That's like a waste of time, waste of money. But I don't see it like that because this woman has used that to reach someone for Jesus. The people that are playing this mobile app game, she's reached them for Jesus. And see, you have a specific area, a specific skill that God has placed you in, and you have to reach the people around you. You know, maybe you're a farmer in Yarvie, Alberta. Well, you need to drive 30 kilometers down the road to your neighbor and reach them. 
You know, maybe you are a truck driver in Saskatoon. You have a unique situation to reach those around you. Maybe you're a firefighter in Moncton. That is a unique place where you can reach people for Jesus. Maybe you're a single mom in Edmonton. There's so much opportunity there. You know, and it's not just our geographical locations, but our hobbies. You know, maybe you run a Dungeons and Dragons game online. How are you interacting with those people? How God has put on your heart the skills and abilities that you have. So you have a unique opportunity wherever you are, whatever your interactions with other people, God has placed you there. And this is why I'm so excited for this next season of Village Church because I really believe that God has something amazing in store for Canada, something amazing in store for Village Church and Village Online, and something amazing in store for you as you take that next step and step into what God has for you. See, and I believe that, that God is going to use Village Online. I, I just, I'm so honored and privileged to be a pastor here and to connect with so many of you. And I've heard your stories. I've heard hundreds of your stories and what God is doing. And I know that some of you are looking for that next step. And hopefully you've been challenged over these past couple weeks and say, what is my purpose? What is the meaning that I'm here? And what does it look like to be involved? So I would love to take this next little bit and just share some opportunities and some things that I'm really excited um, for a, with Village Online. So I have six examples that I want to share with you. And by no means is this an exhaustive list of all the things that Village Church offers. In fact, that's one of the great things about Village Online is we have the ability to flex. And it's like having someone reach someone on mobile gaming app like that is not a thing but now let's start a ministry like that so the opportunities are endless but here are just um, six examples and things that I'm excited about to share with you and maybe they stir your heart and your mind about what that next step is for you so the first three are more external things that you can be reaching out and helping the world and then there's three kind of serving examples here at village so the first one is local impact now, local impact is what we just call serving and um, actually reaching our communities. So all of our sites have it. We have strategic partners all around. But what's amazing about Village Online is that we actually have people all across Canada and all across the world. So we can actually reach all those cities. It's not just where our physical locations are, but it's where you are, that you can actually look in your communities and say, how can I support and we see this example. This is so important for us to understand as Christians. We see the example of Jesus and Jesus' disciples doing this so much in the New Testament. They look at what is needed in the community, the orphans, the poor, the outcast, and they go and serve and support. And that's exactly what we need to be doing. So I encourage you to go and look in your community and look what the need is. And our philosophy at Village Church is not to start a new program and start a new ministry and, and a new thing and invite everyone to it. It's to go into the communities and serve what already exists. There's lots of great organizations out there or you know, groups of people that are doing something. Go and volunteer with them. Go and serve with them. Um, and we've seen crazy examples of this. Um, the first 
community group that I started leading. It was about six years ago. And um, it was at Village Church, and I started leading. And we would go every, um, you know, every few weeks, we'd go to a thrift store, and we would sort clothes for this thrift store that raised money for nonprofits. And it was gross. Like, these were old clothes. We'd throw, like, dusty bags at each other. But it was a lot of fun, too, and it was a great way to tangibly serve our community. We knew that we were helping out, and we are supporting an organization that was doing great work. Just last year, um, we have a community group in Victoria. It's a bunch of young adults and teenagers, and they did a bottle drive to raise money for this specific organization in Victoria, and they wanted help and support, and they raised hundreds of dollars to go and support. So there's countless examples of this, but this is something that you can do. And if you need help with this or any of these examples, please reach out. The, you'll find the information, but you can go to thisisvillagechurch.com slash connect with us or just send me an email. It's on the website. Please just get in touch with us and we will partner together and we'll support you and figure out what this next step is. So first one, local impact. The next one is Alpha. Alpha is an amazing or, uh, program that we run, and basically all it is is something to facilitate a conversation about the important things, the important questions in life. And it's a great way to just invite those around you to have conversations, you know, these faith conversations. Who is Jesus? What is the Bible? What is the meaning of life? Can I pray to something bigger than myself? What does that even look like? And the great thing about um, Alpha is it's not convincing people that God exists. It's not having debates and arguments, say, I have the better argument. It's creating a safe space to have honest conversations. I think this is so important because this is one thing that we have failed at, at the ch as the church, is that we have so often looked outwards and tried to dismantle different organizations or different ways of thinking to say this isn't right or that's not right and we've just torn it all down and tried to push our own values instead of coming in and listening and loving and you know engaging where people are at and that's exactly what alpha does so maybe that's something for you you could actually invite um, you could facilitate alpha or invite your friends family your coworkers to alpha and and have that space to have those honest conversations the third thing is watch parties. So watch parties are just coming together uh, in your home or in a space and watching the service together. And as we shared a couple weeks ago, we've been talking about community. Um, we talked about what is the difference between just shallow community and really authentic and vulnerable community. And a watch party, by inviting people into your home, watching the service together, it creates so many more opportunities to have community that's vulnerable, that's deep. And this is actually the main way that I watch the service. Uh, me and Lauren, Lauren and I, we watch the service together and we often have people over. We invite them over to watch the service, maybe have breakfast. During the football season, we convince them to stay. We force them to stay and watch the LA Rams win the Super Bowl. That's my team, go Rams. Um, but that is how we watch the service. That is how we engage with our community. And I've had so many cool um, experiences with this. Ones that I wouldn't have been able to have um, attending church in a different type of way. One was one of my buddies, he hasn't attended church for like three years. 
And I was kind of razzing. I was like, dude, you got to go to church. Like, come on, come to church. And he's like, I don't know. And I said, why don't you just come over? I'm going to watch the service on Sunday morning at this time. Come over. We'll have some breakfast. And we'll just watch the service. So we ended up coming. We had breakfast. We watched the service. And then we had a great conversation after. And the next week, he texts me. He's like, I'm at church right now. He went to one of our other physical locations. And it was like this, and he's been going every single week since then. And this is what helped take him the next step to actually engaging and, and getting his life. And he's going to lead a community group. And um, we've just had so many great conversations since then. So this is exciting. There's opportunities in the way that you do watch parties. Okay, these next three, these are just opportunities that you can serve. We have just intentional ways to serve um, at Village Church. So I got three of them. First one is community group. Now, I know you hear me say every single week, join a community group, join a community group. It's so important, so important. But listen, I'm serious. Being in community is so important. And I know it's hard because it involves you taking a risk, getting vulnerable. And you actually have to open up your life to other people and let them see what's inside. And I know that's difficult. But I guarantee if you actually take that step out and engage with people and, and have them speak in your life, you can speak in their life, encourage one another, pray for one another, talk about the service, what's going on in the service, talk about that and actually how that applies to your life. This will be one of the greatest experiences of your life, I guarantee you. So you can find a group and some of you just need to join. Just go to the website, thisisvillagechurch.com groups. Look at a group. If you can't find one, email me, reach out. We'll find your group. But some of you actually need to step up and lead a group because all those people I just talked to, they're signing up for groups. We need more groups. We're constantly looking for new group leaders. And here's the thing. This whole God has gifted you and wired you with specific ability to lead, to be hospitable, to have giftings that actually make people feel welcome and to help facilitate conversations. These can be online groups, these can be in-person groups, wherever you are in the world, we can make it work. Now, there's a third category of people, and God really put it on my heart. Some of you are in groups right now, and you love it, and you're just like amening to everything I said. Yeah, join a group. Like, I want you to think about your community group leader. They're amazing. I know all of them. They're all amazing. Think about this. I think God is calling some of you to step up and serve. And you need to go to your community group leader and say, hey, you're out of here. I'm going to take over this group. You need to go start a new group. Or maybe you need to leave that group and start a new group. Because this is what we are as a church. We're actually called to go. Last week's sermon, Mark preached and that was his main thing. This is what was on my heart. And, he's, and then uh, I heard him preach it and he circled the word go. And this is what we're called to be as a church, to go. And I was actually thinking about Mark. Obviously, Mark was our founding pastor. He's um, transitioning away, and that's sad, and hopefully you know about that. <laughs> but last week as the, sermon, the service was happening, God put something on my heart that I think was really profound and powerful. I just want to share that. This idea of go. What we exist as a church is to send people out, to go live out their giftings, live out their callings, and that involves them leaving. 
And this feeling that I had last week was just overwhelming. This sense of being so proud. Proud of you as Village Church that we are able to send Mark out. He is an amazing communicator, amazing leader. He is an amazing asset to the church. And we're able to send him out and bless other churches, other communities, other parts of the world. And we're actually growing stronger because of it. God actually has more in store for us. This is who we are as a church. We're sending, and it's sad, I get it, it is tough. But there's something better on the other side. And I'm so excited for him to send some of you out to your next calling. And that might be stepping up in a community group to lead or something a lot bigger. Okay, just quickly, last one is um, two more. Connection team, we're starting a connection team which just reaching out to those, building relationships, helping them get connected. We have tons of these types of roles so you can sign, sign up one of those. And the last one is our prayer team. And I wrote down prayer team um, and our prayer team is important but I just wanted to switch that a little bit as I'm, I'm speaking is yeah, you can join our prayer team. We pray every single Sunday, 8.15 Pacific time, join prayer, or you can sign up and actually get prayer requests and pray for people. But you know, everything that I've talked about here, it's all meaningless if it doesn't actually change us. If it doesn't actually have impact on our lives. And you see, prayer is the catalyst to all that. So whoever you are, whatever your situation is, if you've been following Jesus for a long time or you're just questioning him, if you're just, you know, what does this actually mean? Prayer is real. And the God of the universe actually wants to talk to you. And if you've been following Jesus and you think, how can I grow closer to him? You can actually talk to God at any time. And so we need to be a church that prays. We need to be a church that actually presses into God, presses into Jesus every single day. And so that is my prayer, that we would become a church that prays, a church that is fully dependent on Jesus. And that's my prayer for you, that Jesus would just become more and more the center of your life. So let me pray for you, Jesus. Thank you that you love us, that you actually came to earth, that you died for us on the cross, and that you actually give us an opportunity to have life with you. And I ask that we would just understand the love that you have for us more and more, that it would deeply transform us, that we would deeply understand the giftings that you've put in front of us and you've given us, and that we would be bold and brave enough with your love to step out to that next thing, whatever it may be. Jesus, thank you for how much you love us, and I pray all of this in your glorious name. Amen.